Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. Uh, I'm just jumping in here uh, in the opening by myself here because uh, in the editing process for this episode, I noticed that the opening was a little bit too choppy for my taste. So I'm just going to give you guys a little brief intro here that we are talking about the movie Happiest Season, a little bit of a Christmas uh, episode before we can gather together and talk about Lord of the Rings. We were not all able to uh, record today. It's just going to be me and Cruz. Uh, So we we wanted to give you guys an episode before uh, Lord of the Rings. so You guys weren't just uh, waiting for a really long time. And um, like I said, it was a little too choppy in the opening. So I'm going to throw you guys right into uh, our opening conversation about Happiest Season, the movie we're talking about today. And yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. It was a really fun movie to watch and a fun podcast to record. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. Uh, Negative, but I thought the cover looked kind of goofy. It looked like a straight to DVD movie. So I thought, oh, it's one of those bad Christmas movies. But then when I clicked on it, it had like a 3.7, which is pretty high for Letterboxd. So I was like, oh, wow. And it had a really good cast, which I didn't notice until I clicked on it. And then I saw it was on Hulu, so I thought, you know, we could give it a try because it's a new movie. It's pretty popular. Like I said, I mean, it's like the top trending movie, and it has pretty high scores. So I figured it would be something we could give a shot. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you did. I mean, since I've I kind of posted in um, my work uh, Slack channel about movie, we have a Slack channel about movies, and I, I posted in there that I was going to watch it, and you know, multiple people kind of. Uh, reacted to it and like left comments saying like oh you're gonna really like it or i really enjoyed it so i mean it i definitely get the hype now uh especially looking at letterbox as well um but yeah i i'm just gonna go ahead and kind of give like my first impressions i did write a lot uh i was telling cruise before we started this recording i wrote a surprising amount for an hour and 40 minute uh christmas rom-com but i mean i don't know i guess i just i was just into it from the start I really enjoyed it. I think this is like my new standard for for like I don't even want to say cheesy because I think it I don't think it's a corny movie. It has like some corny parts in it, but it kind of works because it's I mean it's a Christmas romantic comedy. Um I I really enjoyed it. It's kind of my new standard for I wouldn't say a Christmas movie as a whole, but just like definitely like out of the thousands seemingly of like Christmas romantic going home for the holidays type movies. This is probably oh, the yeah. standard. It blows um, the Hallmark movies out of the water. Oh yeah. This is like, this is definitely like, I mean, Hallmark on like, I mean, Omega level power, you know, this, this is just, this is what Hallmark movies wish they could be. I would say. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, you know, the story is, uh, Kristen Stewart uh, plays Abby. Mackenzie Davis plays Harper. Um, they're a lesbian couple. And like immediately, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. One of the first things I wrote down is the, one of the reasons I think this movie works extremely well, not only because these two actresses are very talented, um, their their chemistry on screen is immediately just great. You You immediately buy into the fact like, okay, these two people, these are two real people. And I totally... I totally ship this relationship. Like I, I, I feel like, I feel like I know these people type of thing. That was kind of my first reaction. Um, as a whole, I enjoyed all the performances. I think it's really tightly written. Um, I think the, the line delivery by most everyone in the movie is pretty good. Um, and there's a lot of funny lines in this movie, uh, that are kind of just like, 
I don't know. Uh, some of the funniest lines in the movie are spoken by like some. I would say, and that I think is a really strong sign for it. But all in all, really enjoyed it. Uh, Cruz, what were your first impressions? Uh, yeah, I really liked the movie. Um, I figured I was gonna like the movie going into it just because. Um, I actually do like movies like this. Like, obviously, like, there's an exception. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Hallmark movies. But, like, even, like, like the not very good uh, romantic comedy and, like, Christmas comedy movies, I, I typically really like. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, my guilty pleasure. Like, those movies, like, Along Came Polly and, like, uh, the Matthew McConaughey rom-coms of the day before he, like, kind of redid his career. Like, I know those aren't good movies, but I like them. So I figured I would like this movie regardless if it was good or bad, but it was like a nice surprise to see. It was like a really well done movie. Um, it's really well directed. I, the director's name is, I think like, I'm not going to try to say that name. I'll butcher it, but she, uh, she did a really good job, uh, as, uh, as director. I mean, it was very well made. Uh, you're right about the acting. It's very well acted. They had a great cast. That was the that was the thing that really jumped out to me when I finally like got into it because I didn't know that Brie Larson or no, I'm not sorry I'm sorry Allison Brie uh, Allison Brie Aubrey Plaza um, Dan Levy I think is his name I think yeah I had From, never uh, seen him in anything but I I was told by some of my coworkers that like that that's one of the reasons they wanted to watch it and I was like oh okay. He yeah, was, he's in the show called Shit's Creek. Yeah, um, that's their name. That. Yeah, yeah, their name. They're they're like their name are like it's like the Shit's family and like they're rich or something and they go bankrupt or because they committed tax fraud or something. I, yeah. I haven't watched much of the show. My girlfriend likes it. I have seen bits and pieces, and he is really funny in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was really really good, and I thought it balanced everything out pretty well. I thought it was funny when it needed to be. I thought it was. Uh, emotional but also felt like earned and organic when it needed to be and it was very it was really a very nuanced take on lgbtq um dynamics and stuff like that um i i feel like like there's moments I, i've noticed a lot of people like online kind of be like oh like Mackenzie davis's character which I, I i'm sure we'll get into in a minute but a lot of people were kind of like uh Mackenzie davis's character um harper was awful and i can't believe that Kristen stewart like stayed with her and it's like it's like i, I disagree i think they do a really good job at, at kind of giving a more kind of like nuanced take yeah. on on like how difficult it is to just be that like open and 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 you know i'm trying to think of the word just kind of be like an open book about like your sexual orientation when you still live like you know, we still live in an environment where that's not always acceptable depending on who you're around. And I think they do a really good job at kind of showing that it's not that simple. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That was one of the, that was one of my favorite parts. And I wrote a decent bit about that when I, when it happened, like when certain scenes happen, because, you know, in a traditional like romantic comedy, you know, you have the, the chemistry, you have the relationship going well, then there's a conflict. And then, you know, one of, one of the two sides or both has to kind of like reconcile. I mean, in this case, Harper gives us like, like if this was like a heterosexual like romance, I mean, Harper people, I think people would be right. I think Harper doesn't really have, you know, 
but but the the story I don't know the story only works though in this you know LGBTQ like framework because it is unique and it is you know difficult. I mean, I say this as a heterosexual man. I mean, I take all my analysis with a grain of salt because you know I don't I obviously don't understand what that is like. But I think the movie does a really really good job of like showing us like like if you if you I, I would say if you're gay and in that community like you will probably appreciate how this is represented and if you are heterosexual and you don't understand like this struggle i think the movie does a really good job of like explaining it to you in a way that doesn't feel just like ham-fisted like it feels really natural and if it, it like i said if harper if if it wasn't for these specific circumstances i could i could understand that criticism but i think that that's why the movie works for me because we we don't we shouldn't have a reason to like continue liking harper or or i don't say like but we shouldn't have a reason to keep pulling for harper by the end of the film at given what happens but then you know the speech from um the speech from john when they go on the walk like outside um kind of about like what it means to come out and all that Really, that was great. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and you get a lot of context there. So it's like we we understand that it it basically was the perfect speech that needed to happen. Like it was the perfect piece of context because it gives us as an audience a reason to, you know, not be as hard on Harper, but also it doesn't it doesn't completely you know absolve her. We still understand that Abby Kristen Stewart's character should still feel like upset. So I think I think that's why it works for me because it doesn't it doesn't just have like a white clean slate type of thing where it's like oh she did this terrible thing but it's okay because we're supposed to be together like I I don't know it just felt really like you said earned and organic to me yeah and about that speech I thought that was I thought that was a great speech too because one I I'm gonna keep saying Dan Levi uh, or Levy. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but one, he did a really, really great job delivering that speech. He was very good in the movie, mm-hmm. but that was a, that was a really like, um, highlight on the writing because I feel like in, in any other rom-com, a scene like that where you're supposed like, where you're kind of like a character is, is kind of delivering a speech that's supposed to kind of detail like a major component of what the movie's about can sometimes be ham-fisted and lame 100%. but it was very like like you were saying like it's a very organic speech like it doesn't beat you over the head when he's talking about it's it, it's just very well done it's very well done in terms of writing because it uh it really like instead of beating you over the head it does still try to in a very organic way kind of show you like you know well like he says like Kristen Stewart, when she came out to her family, they were very supporting. When he came out to his dad, he excommunicated, you know, he like exiled him from the family for like 13 years. And so like everything is not always as black and white like it is, you know, for, for other people. Sorry about that guys had a little bit of a um, recording error with our software, but we should be, it shouldn't have been too bad of a break. So uh, we were, Cruz, I think you were about to uh, say something. Oh yeah, when you were talking about yeah, I had said uh, about the um, like their family just being kind of like naturally framed and like it it feels like a typical experience. I would say if you have experience with not saying that everybody has experiences like with 
your family not being accepting of people uh, like Harper and Abby in this movie. But I will say that if you, if you have ever been like around people that will voice those types of opinions, that's exactly how they do it. Like they're never going to come out and say like, Oh, I just really don't like gay people. Like they'll say stuff like oh, their lifestyle choice. I just can't, I don't, you know, I don't really support it or I don't, I'm not, you know, they'll, they'll soften the blow to kind of make their bad opinion uh, seem not as bad. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say is like, that's another, when you brought that up at the dinner table, like that was another, like almost like perfect writing because like, once again, like any other movie would be like, would force it down your throat. And when they're talking about Aubrey Plaza, like the parents would be like, Oh, just being gay is just so bad. But no, they're just like, Oh yeah, she's being a doctor. You know, I guess that she's trying to make up to her parents for, you know, that lifestyle choice. And it's like, and I guess I should also say I'm not gay. So when I say that this movie is a very nuanced take on LGBTQ, I I guess it seems like that because I've seen movies that try to be forceful with it. So it kind of seems nuanced. And I have seen people like on Twitter who are LGBTQ say that this is like a really good take on that. So I guess I'm kind of going off of that, but, um, but we should have led with that. Yeah. Full disclaimer, please do not take our analysis from the LGBTQ perspective with, I mean, take it with several grains of salt. We do do think it's good. And I think, I think it's, I think it's good. But like Cruz said, you know, well, and also, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. There's always, there was always probably a little bit of gray area that, you know, we're, we're never going to like fully be able to appreciate, but I do think it was really, Yeah, with the family on something. Mm-hmm. Like they did match that perfectly because although although I don't know if you have, um I have experienced that. Obviously not from LGBTQ, but like I am much is always this real awkwardness when politics get yeah. brought up. I, and like they match that perfectly. Like that whole environment in the movie is how it is at like a dinner table when like politics get brought up and like, you know, that people in there don't all agree on everything. Uh, I, I completely agree. Uh, they did that really well. And I mean, I, I definitely feel like they couldn't have went too over the top with like, you know, the parents being like bigoted or whatever, because obviously at the end of the movie, they have like their little redemption arc and they're, you know, you, you, they couldn't have like, they couldn't have went too over the top with it. But I also think it, it by the end of the movie, I was thinking, like, is the is the general point going to be that they just are not accepting of gay people? But then, obviously, by the end of the movie, you, you see that it's it's less about that and more just about how they how they raise their children. Like, just did not communicate like an open and honest environment. Like, they felt like they had to fit into these you know certain spaces and be these certain things. And I think that's that's a that was a really great choice because it accomplishes the goal of like giving our main characters obviously a point of conflict but it it also is just relatable for anyone and everyone because i mean that that you know not feeling like you can be yourself and feeling like you have to live up to certain expectations i feel like is you know it's definitely very relatable for everyone and i think that's why this movie will be successful and has been successful is because 
it's relatable for if you are gay and you have been an experience like that, but also just in general. It was very, very, hit very close to home. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. I thought it was, I yeah, once again, like, I feel like this movie could have easily been like a very cliched black and white movie where all the bad, all the like, like the parents could have just been like unforgivable bigots and like the whole family could have and like Harper could have been like way more like just like rude to Kristen Stewart's character. But they didn't do that. I think they make like almost all the major characters like very they make they feel like actual people because if we're being real, like most most people uh, are not just like a hundred percent just like awful. You know, I mean, people are, are like usually people are just like victims to their own environment and then how like the social pressures and that can go for both like good and bad. And I think they do a really good job at showing like. You know, all these people have their flaws, but deep down, like they can be real, like really good people if they just kind of can understand from a different perspective. Definitely, but I think the movie does a good job. I agree. Um, I don't want to end the podcast on like negative things, so I think I'm going to go ahead and like list the. They're not that many, but I do want to go ahead and list some of the things that I kind of thought like could have been better. And really, in a movie like this. Uh, we've talked about this on the pod before, but there's some movies that, you know, they don't have clear and obvious flaws, but you still wouldn't give them a five or something like that. Not oh, yeah, that's how I am with this. Not to spoil what I would give this movie, but I think this is one of those movies where there's no, there are no major flaws of this movie, but it's like, doesn't necessarily mean it's a, a perfect movie or, you know, a masterpiece, but it, it I think it is an accomplishment in and of itself that I feel like you would watch this and not really say there's major flaws. However, I mean, the things that I didn't enjoy as much were just nitpicks, like about how the plot unfolded. It really wasn't anything. Like I said, there's no structural, like major flaws. I think that um, trying to go through my notes here and see what the first thing that I mentioned, I think the first thing I didn't really care for was the, um, the whole subplot about, like the kids putting the necklace in Abby's purse. Like I didn't really, I didn't really like oh, yeah. that. I mean, although it did give us the funny interrogation scene with like the mall security, which was pretty good, but I don't know. I think it was like, they needed a reason to like not have Abby at the dinner and like give her another chance to like talk to Aubrey Plaza's character. So I, I understand it from like a plot perspective, but I just think that, I wish they would have came up with a different way because to do it because on the one hand and maybe maybe I'm just way off but I think that like there was already that like hidden conflict between them being gay and the parents not knowing whereas like now the parents have like an actual like tangible reason at least in their minds like to not like Abby or something it ended up not being as huge of a deal but I definitely I don't know I just wish they would have like came up with another way to like get get Abby to not be at the party. And maybe it was because like the kids they had, like they needed to give the kids like something to do because the kids don't really do anything in the movie, but maybe that was why. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Or is that, I, that might just be a complaint specific to me, but that was just one. No, thing. I totally agree with that because I, I do agree because for a movie that like we were saying moves pretty organically, that's like one of the few times where it feels like they kind of shoehorn something in. And it sticks out a lot more when the rest of the movie does move so organically. 
Yeah. It kind of feels like they had, like, it almost feels like they wrote, like, a really funny interrogation scene. Yeah. That idea in their mind, or like, how can we get to this? Like, how can we, how can we get to this scene? But it also does, like I said, it also gets her out of the party. It gets her a chance to meet Aubrey Plaza. So it, it ended up, like, yeah, it served a purpose for sure. Yeah, that that that's that's the good part about it. I just wish yeah. they would have went about it in a different way. Yeah, I agree. I, I do. It could have been a little bit more organic because, and that that is almost in a way like a, a compliment to the to the film as a whole, though, because essentially, like it's you're, the movie does so well at feeling organic that this one moment does stick out because of it. Yeah, and really, the only other thing other than that was when Harper and Abby have their first fight, like the the we need some space fight. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I hate I don't know. It, I feel like it just doesn't feel. That's like that might be the one sequence of the movie that doesn't feel like like earned in a way because it's like they they needed to get to the con. They needed to have them go through the conflict. But it just felt like they didn't, they didn't lay enough groundwork for me to like buy into like why is Harper being like such like why is she being such a jerk to Abby right now like for no reason. Um, I think the only way that this could have been like I, th- I wrote this wrote this like right after I watched it. The only way that this could have worked for me is if because like because we have the sequence where um, Harper you know, hangs out with her ex-boyfriend and like all her friends at the bar and like Abby goes home. And I mean, I, I, I can relate to like, you know, somewhat of this situation, like where, you know, you're, you're, um, why can I not think of the word? Like your significant other is, you know, doing something and you're not there. And it's kind of like, you know, you're at home, like just text them, like, you know, let me know when you get home, that whole thing. I totally understand that, that, that works, but it's like, when Harper gets home and is just so combative for basically no reason. And I think the only way it would have worked is if you just take the scene where I think if you show Harper, like seeing Abby with Riley, Aubrey Plaza's character, like if you, if you show me that before this fight, I think it worked perfectly. I, I, I just think that they have the fight. And then after that, you have Harper seeing, you know, our, uh, Abby and um, Riley hanging out. I think I think it just kind of was misplaced because yeah, like, you're you're right about that one, especially because like they never actually have a real fight about the Aubrey Plaza thing. It it, it starts off that way, but then they get interrupted, and that fight actually felt like that that was actually like a really interesting moment. The way that she approaches that when she's like, "Where were you? Were you hanging? Who were you hanging out with anybody?" Yeah. Like that, that started off really good. And like, yeah, that you're right. Like that would have been a lot more appropriate for an actual fight. And then they actually don't really have a fight over that when she finally finds out. And I guess the only way that you can explain that it kind of works is when they're at the, when they're at the bar and she's telling Abby like about what happened in high school. Like, I guess that content and the, how just Harper struggles with, you know, being herself around her family and like acknowledging, you know, how she feels about you know the people she's with like i guess that that is like their way of kind of explaining why harper is like this like maybe that harper's i guess her being a jerk to abby is kind of like a manifestation of that i would say but it's i don't know i feel like it doesn't it just doesn't do a good enough job of like showing us that you know if there's like a line that kind of maybe called back to that conversation that she had with riley that 
maybe makes us be like, okay, that's why, that's why Harper's acting like this. She's just, she knows, she, she knows that it's like the, the situation's about to come to a head because the holidays are almost over. Maybe, maybe that would have worked a little better, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, that, that's really it. I mean, and that's just a nitpick about like plot progression. It doesn't really hurt the overall story arc for either character. I just think it, for my, for my preferences, I think it would have been better if those scenes were kind of just organized a little differently. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned the, the fight they have, uh, we can get back to the positives. Um, you mentioned, unless you had other complaints, do you have, did you have anything else that stuck out to you? No, my complaints were pretty much what your complaints were. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned the, um, the second fight they have, like the, like when Abby, um, you know, walks up to her in the crowded party and just says it's over and then goes downstairs. That was like, I mean, I was enjoying the movie. I, I definitely was having a good time, but then it's like when they go down to have that fight and, um, you know, Harper basically like spills her guts to Abby, like in the basement bedroom. That was like the first moment of the film. And I know it's like in the latter half of the film. That was like the first moment where I was like, Oh wow. Like this movie's going to make me like feel emotions. Like this is a really, <laughs> this is a really good part of this movie. Like it, I, I just liked it because even though we do have the stereotypical like breakup, Oh, someone has to chase after me moment. I mean, that was earned. We can get to that later, but I feel like it was fine. But I love that in this moment, you could have had that, but it, it turned into just like Harper showing her how vulnerable she is. And just like the, the fact that she just like breaks down to her and just doesn't really know what else to say or do outside of saying like that she doesn't want to lose Abby. It's just like, I don't know. It was really, it was really good, really emotionally resonant. Um, I don't know. It just it was just a really well done scene, really well acted by Kristen Stewart and, you know, Mackenzie Davis. Um I don't know. I just thought it was a really good scene. That was like the first moment where I was like, damn, this is a uh we're about to go on a roller coaster here cuz it was really really emotional. Yeah, when they go for the emotion, they really go for it in the movie and it, they do a really good job with it. Yeah, definitely. Um and it kind of just like doesn't stop from there. Like the last like twenty five minutes of this movie are just like I mean, like you said, they really they really go for it. I mean, because you have that moment, um, and then you have um, you know, obviously the the reveal of Allison Bree's character that her husband is having an affair. I th- I think that was one of my only other com- small nitpicks. Is like I wish that would have been foreshadowed a little bit more. Um, yeah, well, can I? I thought they were foreshadowing that he was going to be gay. I could, I, I could definitely see that. Because um, me and my girlfriend thought that was going to be a reveal. Uh, we thought that um, because I, I forget what happens. He says something about how he's going to go meet this guy, and he he says it in a certain way, and it was like almost like, oh, is he like secretly having an affair on her with a guy, and that's going to be like a big like complication. We thought that was going to happen. So when we when we find out he's having an affair, but it's it's with another woman, we were actually kind of shocked. Okay, yeah, maybe I just missed that line delivery, or just I wasn't focusing on that because that that would make sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it still works. I mean, it it does feel like a little like in the moment you had kind of forgotten about it, I guess, and like it was just like oh, like here's this now, like we now we have a conflict, and I thought I honestly thought that it was going to be like like an imp they were going to get to an impasse and like they weren't gonna you know spill the beans but then obviously um 
Allison Bree's character does that in the next scene. Um, I need to say her character. I've said everybody else's character name. Sloan. I don't know why I couldn't remember that, but yeah. Um, yeah, the the last the last just twenty minutes of this movie are just really powerful. Um, and we already kind of talked about John's speech. Um, that's just another you know big moment in the film. Very emotional and um, kind of just roller coasters all the way till to the end. And I, I some of the best lines of the movie come like in this last twenty minutes. Like Mary Steenburgen has a really good like line delivery and like mini speech to like her husband in the room where she says, I've always wanted to try karate where she just closed yeah. the closet door. And then right before that, I think my favorite line of the movie is when, um, is when Jane, like the sister, like the, the, the oddball sister that's kind of just like out, uh, she's not included. And that was like her whole arc when, when she's in the living room with the family and says, I don't have any secrets, but I am an ally. I, <laughs> that I, great. I lost it. That was so funny. Um, but yeah. I knew her book would be successful. Yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice touch. I knew it was going to. I knew they were going to put that in the end. And the payoff too, like that. That like her character is kind of like a form of like the heightened reality of the movie. Like everybody else is kind of grounded for the most part. And then she, yeah, like, except for her, she's like super over the top, but it kind of worked. It really worked. It does work. She was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. She was so funny because she's like the perfect encapsulation of like, you know, you have, you, we've talked about like the family environments at the holidays, like political discussions or things like that. But like, she kind of represents like everybody has like, and it doesn't mean you don't love your family or friends that do this, but like everybody knows what it's like to be in a conversation and like have that family member or friend that, it doesn't know when to stop a, a conversation or doesn't know oh, yeah. like that. Hey, this, this person is not into what I'm saying at all. Like we need, we need to like, we need to take a detour here. But I, I thought that was really, it was a really nice touch having, having her character like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. She was, she was one of the best parts and yeah, she will also, she was a good, she brought a lot of the humor to the, to the movie too, though. Cause the movie is pretty, dramatic like it's pretty like i mean like we already know like the ending like the last 20 minutes is pretty dramatic but even then like the movie is is funny but i feel like a lot of the comedy comes from her yeah i mean a lot of the comedies in the last 20 minutes as well and yeah she never stopped i think she was a good balance because most of the line deliveries that are funny are like said without the intent of being funny like what the parent like with mainly what the mom like says all the time, like all the lines she has, they're just funny. Um, and Dan Levy's character is obviously, you know, for comic relief as well. But Jane, Jane having like the other part where it's just, she serves as this is an effort to be funny. This is, this character's here to be funny. Like she, she's saying lines with full, you know, conviction that are funny. Oh yeah. And she's the comic. I, I want to say here i've talked with you know friends before many people that have told me that Kristen stewart is not a good actress and i will preface this by saying that over the past few weeks and i've seen the movies before but I, my wife is a huge twilight fan so i've watched i've recently watched like almost all the twilight movies and then had just by coincidence we watched this for the podcast and i want to say that 
if you think that if you still think that Chris Stewart is a bad actress, I just want you to watch primarily this movie if you haven't already. I hope you've watched it before listening to this, but watch this movie or just watch anything else that she's in because I think you will find that she was just not very well directed in the Twilight films. Um, she does a really good job in this film and she's still subtle. Like as an actress, I think she's still just a subtle performer and that's not a bad thing, but I think she's playing the part here. I mean, excellent. She's just, you know, kind of the wall, like on the wall, like just quiet character, like at a, in a new strange environment, like for, a holiday, such a such a very like stressful situation for anybody, regardless of the, the scenario. And I think she's really nailing it here. And I, I I don't know. I just think that she gets a bad rap for how those Twilight films turned out. Um, because I, I was telling Cruz before this, you can have a a list like great actor be in like a terrible movie, and they can kind of like lift it to their level for at least part of it. But if you have an actress or actor that is not like you know on just like this mount rushmore level of like being a great actor you know direction can really just handcuff you for lack of a better word like it can really just stall your performance and make it seem like you're a bad actor or actress when really i mean you're probably just not being directed in a way that services you or the plot and i think that that's what happens to kristen stewart's character in the twilight films and I understand how her character is supposed to be portrayed, but at the same time, I just think that her mannerisms and like the way that she delivers her lines, I feel like since it's so consistent over all the movies, I feel like it's definitely a directing choice and not necessarily just a mark on her as an actress. So that's my, you know, that's my um, soapbox about Kristen Stewart. She's a good actress, like cut her some slack. She was 17 when she got the part of Bella in Twilight. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. So she's really good in this movie. And I think she deserves, you know, she deserves your second chance. If you have not, if you've not given her one. So I, I did to your point. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Go for it. But, and to your point, like Robert Pattinson's not very good in the twilight movies either. And no. I feel like he's proven now, you know, when he's working with good directors, he can be a great actor. So, I mean, like, I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that it was more the director of twilight. Yeah. Than anything, and I think they had different directors too, like over the course of like um, all the movies. I'm not sure if there was a, I could be very wrong here. I'm not sure if there was a concurrent director on any two films, but I, I could be, I could be mistaken. I know the first movie was different. Uh, they went, I think it was like more of like an indie type feel because I think the first one wasn't the the height of the popularity hadn't reached you know what it what it eventually did. So. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, that's a that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, all in all, this is a really quality Christmas movie. I think you can't really go wrong. Like by the end of this movie, you're going to be you're going to be feeling great. I mean, it's I don't want to spoil it, but I mean at the same time, it's a Christmas movie. Like they're not gonna there's not too many Christmas tragedies out there, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. And like I said earlier, if you've listened this far, I really hope you have already seen the movie because we we don't really hold back on spoilers here, especially if we're doing a review. So, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, uh, I'll put it in the. I'll definitely put it in the tag. But yeah, I, it's it's just a really it's a really quality watch. And uh, I don't know if you're ready, but I mean, we can slap a rating on this thing and kind of just give our closing thoughts. Yeah, I'm down. 
Yeah, you go for it. Uh, I'll I'll be interested to hear uh, what you what you assign to it. Okay, so I'm going to give this a three out of five. I know that seems very low, but it's really not low. Like on my rating, that means I really liked the movie. Um, I usually give a three out of five to everything, just because usually I just really like a movie. Um, there are definitely some movies where it's like I usually I say four and fives for movies like the social network where like, like you were saying, like there can be a really good movie that doesn't really have a lot of flaws, but it doesn't like necessarily wow you to the point. And that's kind of how I am with four and fives, like social network and stuff like that. Like those movies, there's like a little extra kick to them that makes me like give them higher scores and stuff like that. And I did think this movie was, was really great. Um, if I if I did if I did like scores based on how well made a movie was, it probably would be a higher score because it is a really really good movie that I would recommend to everybody. But I'm gonna give it a three out of five because I, at the end of the day, like I really liked it, but I wouldn't say like I I'd go crazy over it and like go buy it on DVD or anything. But I w- I would watch it again for sure. That's completely fair, um, and a lot of the same a lot of that same logic will apply to my score. Um, I, I do give half. I, I, I know you don't typically do it. I, I do give half scores, but in this case, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, because like you said, it, it's a really good watch. I just think, I just really enjoyed it more, more, way more than I thought I would. And I think that's probably why I'm giving it a four because I expected it to be good, but I did not expect it to, I just resonate with me as much as it did. Um, like we've discussed and like you just said, no, no major flaws, really just a solid, solid movie shot. Well, acted well, written well, and it's a great, you know, genre film in more ways than one. I think that's one of its biggest strengths. Um, and you don't have to, you don't have to be gay or lesbian to appreciate this movie. And you don't have to be in the mood to watch a Christmas movie to enjoy this movie. It's just, you know, you can, you can kind of watch it. I, mean, I don't know. It, it just does a lot of good things really well uh, across the board. But I also don't think that I couldn't give it a five or four and a half because it's just like you said, there, there's certain things and that comes that's par for the course with objective, criti- all objective criticism or all, I mean, all subjective criticism, I should say. Uh, like you can't, you can't really put your finger on it like what would make this movie like a five out of five or something like that. I can't really say, and I know that might sound like a cop out, but I think you, I think everybody will understand like what we mean by that. You just, it's, I, I could never get, I, I wouldn't give it a five. I mean, there's just something, Oh yeah, mean, but that's not a slot at all. Like four out of five, still a really good score. Uh, I mean, I was about to say, like when you look at the other movies that on this podcast that we've given fives, like this was a really good movie, but it wasn't a Whiplash or a No Country for Old Men yeah. or There Will Be Blood. Like okay. it's a very good movie, and I, I really, really liked, it and I recommend it to everybody. But usually, like we reserve fives for like a No Country or There Will Be Blood. Yeah, and that's why I have ha- I do have scores as well because I feel like there can be there's so much there's so much like gray area in like what what a movie can be and i mean there's so many factors at play like that's why i do half scores because i'm also because i'm indecisive like i can't yeah I, sometimes i just need it i need that extra safety blanket to give myself yes yeah, see that that's why I, that's why i really can't do half scores is because i'm too indecisive because then i'll be like well should i give it a three and a half or should i just give it a four should i give it a three i always have like a lot of trouble with that i'm, I'm very indecisive about movie scores i think i think for me it's like if i didn't have half scores 
you know, I'd have to give certain movies like threes. And it's just like, to me, I guess just in my brain, the way it works is like, when I see a three, I'm like, Oh, that's a, that's a bad movie. Like you thought it was not good. Like you thought it was average, but then it's like, I, I do understand your logic of like, that doesn't mean that I didn't like it. It's still a good movie. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think that's still, you know, good high praise from both of us uh, on the film. So like I said, if somehow you've listened to this entire thing and you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, watch it. Watch it with a friend. Watch it with your significant other. It's a it's a good, um, definitely a good movie for the holidays. For uh, I mean, I don't anticipate you're going to be watching this in July, but you know, I think it would work anytime if you wanted to watch. Hey, Christmas it. in July. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to watch a, a good rom com, this would still work. I think it. Oh yeah, I think so too. So, but I think um, I think that's going to do it. This is kind of a shorter episode than usual. We didn't have an opening segment. Obviously, Jake is not with us, but um, you know, we're uh, we're still gearing up for Lord of the Rings, and once our schedules align in the correct way, we will get that to you. But uh, Cruz, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I don't think we want to assign. You know any other expectations uh, for movies? I mean, if we, if Lord of the Rings isn't going to happen for a certain period of time, I'm sure we could just jump back on here and um, talk about something else. But I don't think. We oh have, yeah, I don't well, think we have anything to plug at least right now. Yeah, not right now. The only thing I can think of was for some reason I thought May Party Out because I was going to recommend that to us, the new David Fincher movie, but it's not yeah. out yet. I thought it already was out, but I guess I was wrong. Because it already has like scores and stuff on Letterbox, but Mank is not out yet. Yeah, some people uh, will have to. We'll definitely have to wait for Jake on that. That's like his most anticipated. I think that's his most anticipated upcoming movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, so like, I I'm was going. Sure I, I thought Mank was out, so I was going to recommend we do a David Fincher movie for this episode, like Gone Girl or something like that. But then I saw it wasn't out, so and I knew that. And I didn't think any of his other movies were streaming, and I knew that this was streaming and was getting good reviews, so I thought we would do this, which I'm glad we did. It was a very good movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have any closing thoughts other than the fact it's a good movie, and I recommend it. Also want to say, though, since Jake couldn't be here with us today, he didn't give it a score, but he did tell us that he also really likes the movie. So if he was here, this movie would get across the board from, from everybody yeah. uh, positive, because he did say he liked the movie a lot. Definitely. Uh, well, yeah, that is pretty much it. I don't have anything else, uh, but like I said, be on the lookout if we fire off another you know, episode here before Lord of the Rings, maybe a David Fincher film, who knows, but uh, hopefully next time we'll be Lord of the Rings, but we want to we wanna make sure we do that one right, because like we've said before, very you know thick movies with three Cs. Yes. So we definitely want to all sit down and be able to devote our full and undivided attention to that, so but yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. Um, and like I said, great movie. We enjoyed it. So definitely check it out. Recommend it. And uh, that'll be good for today. Please follow us on Twitter at Shift Talking. Uh, find us on Facebook. And please uh, give us a five-star review if you're feeling nice. Uh, I checked the other day. We have uh, fives across the board, which is really cool. Uh, we have like over five reviews, I think, which, you know, for us right now, I'm, I'm loving that. That's That's amazing. I never... I never thought that, you know, I thought we'd just all three be listening to this and who, nobody else would care. But, you know, I think we've uh, we've done pretty good so far, and I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm happy with where we're at right now. Oh, yeah. it's It's been great, and I think that um, 
you know, I, I love knowing that any one person has listened to a full episode even and just, you know, not not unsubscribed immediately. So it, <laughs> I really do appreciate it. And um, that's going to be it for today. Uh, be on the lookout for what we do next. And we will see you next